think they make hats for people like us. I they know do. that he needs to go to special stores to buy his hats. <laughs> no, I'm he generally like finds a hat he likes and then he has to buy it online. Aww. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. Yeah. I'm Damon. I'm Liz. I'm Dan. Damon, Dan, Whomever. either of you, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about one of my favorites, a thing I'm very in-depth, <laughs> like I, I went down a rabbit hole, guys. I really <laughs> got into my Sex in the City We are going to talk here. about which one we all are. There's I no actually was going to make that joke. When we started ratings, <laughs> I was going to be like, ratings and who you are. <laughs> um, Absolutely must. I actually did enough research to, I think, know the answer to that question. I feel like I will be able to tell you if you're right. I That's what I want to know. Um, but yeah, specifically, we're going to talk about that. And I know a bunch of stuff now about New York rent control, but I don't know why. You just told me that people say, ask questions about them and rent control. <laughs> I don't want to give a preview to my rating. It's not great. <laughs> uh, so I'll head up this episode then. Um, yeah. Oh, Captain, my captain here, Liz. I will say this is an episode we've gotten asked about a bunch of times. Uh, at least I have. Is we the right word? Well, I mean, like <laughs> me functioning as the collective we as in the royal. No, I'm into it. As long I was as there demand, too. I'll do it. I'm into it. Yeah, Damon I just, is also I just heard. would have never thought about it because I don't know the money angle because I don't want to give my my rating, but. You've never it's not great. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. So it's, this is not a fantastical world for sure. Uh, I mean, except in that, like, who needs that many shoes? Four women friends. <laughs> <laughs> women don't get along. Absurd. Put it on television. <laughs> um, so we are. I feel talking bad about that. I just want to say to listeners. Yeah, I feel bad about that. You have to own it. That sounded very bad. That's on the internet. This is how you be responsible on the internet. Is like cut it out and just Mm -mm. you know what? Never publish this episode. (laughs) This will be in the lost archives. This one is. This is. This is why we don't do more things about stuff like Sex in the City because Dan embarrasses himself right off the bat. He has to cancel. (laughs) And I nailed it. We did a whole thing about the Devil Wears Prada. You'll never hear. <laughs> to be clear, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I just feel it's important to say that. <laughs> Dan does fine. Um, so we're talking about Sex in the City. The reason we would be talking about rent control uh, is because this show is about four women friends. Uh, Carrie, Samantha, <laughs> third one, and Miranda. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> you paused there and it's like, oh, I'll help her out. No. Oh, no, I can't. I I'm only on know the own. one I think I am. Brave wizards, <laughs> smart wizards, <laughs> evil wizards, other, other wizards. wizards. <laughs> I think I know which one Char- or Charlotte. Charlotte is. Yeah, Charlotte's yeah. other wizards for sure. For me anyway, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, but I'm a Charlotte. You're not any of them. They're tropes. You're a fully realized woman. Um, so <laughs> Or person. Or person. I ain't gonna judge. Um, so it's about these four women friends, primarily uh, Carrie, Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte, who is other wizards. And Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. Um, and they all like they all have different occupations. Like Charlotte is just a, as far as I remember, is just like a rich woman who is married to a rich man. I'm um, Sam- like the three of them are sort of inexplicably wealthy. Uh, Miranda is, I think, works in law. She's like the only one with a job that makes any kind of sense. 
Um, and Carrie, who is played by what's her Sarah face? Jessica Sarah Parker. Jessica Parker. Um, works as a freelance writer, I believe, for a magazine, which is why she's like constantly. A I'm paper. saying this is the a, New York Star. The New York Star. I'm on their Wikipedia. Thank to you. Be very clear. This is gonna help because like I, if I'm the only one who remembers things, something's gonna get lost. Well, we're also talking about a show that's been off the air for like nine plus years, and HBO will not let it die. It ended in '04. Oh my God, on the Wikipedia page. Seriously? That's season six. I watched a lot of this. I feel like I was too young for that. It's a lot about sex. Um, But when you watch it on TBS at the gym, it's like, there's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, Carrie writes freelance for a newspaper. She's got her little... The New York Star. The New York Star. She's got a, a little, her iMac computer laptop that she clacks away on, which is why she's always like, uh, I couldn't help but wonder is like her like thing she always says. But she lives in this very big apartment in Manhattan proper and somehow is able to afford that. And there's mention a lot of her having a rent control department that like, and I mean, if you live in New York, you probably know really well what that means, but I don't think we have that here. I don't think so. In Chicago. It's not, it's more, it's very prevalent on, not very, but much more prevalent on both coasts. Okay. It exists on both coasts. It's not a huge Midwest thing. Okay. I've heard an explanation before why it used to be a thing uh, around the Midwest, but I think that it is um, more, it was phased out just because housing demand was different and here than it is on the coasts. And um, that's a lot of why you don't see it any longer it's just that we have more options and we still have like subsidized and like income based housing but as we'll talk about rent controlled is not income based sure i'm just saying like it's not like we have no like low income housing or mixed housing or some of those like good social programs right just rent control is a different thing gotcha okay okay but the general plot is that these women have relationships and foibles and they're they always meet for like brunch and things like that and uh they all are like a weird like trope of women that worked really well in the early aughts and doesn't play so well today so every time they try to bring it back in the movies i'm like oh you guys why don't we just do a new thing well i also think it suffers from that like sitcom thing of like Sitcom situations are really funny about people in their like their twenties and early thirties, and then when those people grow up a little bit, you're like, "Is this fun still?" I like, believe that all of the women were in their thirties at the start of stuff. Like, they're not young women to start, but they all, they're all living like a city life. That's like their thing. Is like they're they're all kind of like loose in the world, and none of them are really partnered except for Charlotte and her. I think her first husband was Kyle McLaughlin, and there's this whole thing about him getting bathed by his mother's, like why she leaves him. It's nuts. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I mean, but like an East Coast thirty is like a Midwest twenty. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find their ages and the Wikipedia's failing me. I feel like it would be a thing that maybe would be hidden a bit. Anywho. What with tropes about women. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so what's your rating on it? Uh, I guess of all of us. A <laughs> if 12? I, if I was, yeah, was going to rate relative, <laughs> relative to the to three of us, I would give myself a 49. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, I think all things 69. considered. Oh, nice. 
Um, <laughs> Gross, you're done. I've never heard somebody compliment me with such disdain. I have to say it. Way to go. You son of a bitch. Congratulations. <laughs> you um, did it. I hate you. Um, I think uh, I watched a lot of this when it was on HBO with my mother, which, I, Mom, that you know what? That also seems bold. Yeah, I mean, Mom Mom and I were pretty chill about We watched Six Feet Under together. We watched uh, Sex and the City together. I was probably a bit older than... I think this was like reruns, but they were still like... Playing them in order or something? Yeah, and they weren't like censored i watched a lot of stuff but like i was old enough to handle it i'm sure um and i watch it every now and again in the gym when i forget my headphones (laughs) i watch it on the attached tv and with subtitles in spanish and just do my best um and for a while i was really into it so i'd say i'd probably give myself a six uh because i know it pretty well i know most of carrie's boyfriend's I w- was big into Miranda's life, and like, there, there you go. That's my rating. And if I had to pick a lady to be, I'd probably pick Miranda because she's the one that seems most fully actualized. I wouldn't <laughs> have picked that for you. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Here's let me give you the tropes real quick of who they are. Okay. Like Carrie is the like fashionista like kind of carefree, useful one with like the the weird kooky job. Charlotte is like very straight laced. I am meant to be a wife and mother. Um, Miranda is like ball buster, lawyer lady, and like doesn't really give a shit about like material stuff. And Samantha is all about sex. Like she is just like pure id. Is that right? That's not a good way to say it. I didn't take that class in college. <laughs> so yeah, I think she'd be the id. That's yeah. the base instincts. Yeah, she's just like all about sex with everyone forever. And well, I cool. guess I'm her. <laughs> if that's, I had to pick. That's not true. I'm 30% Miranda. What's seven. your rating, Dan? Uh, I'm a Pluto Potarski. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an Animal House joke that means 0.0. <laughs> I've so never watched any of it. Not a... a minute. Not even accidentally at the gym? Nope. Not even over some other woman's shoulder on a plane? Liz, <laughs> me at a gym. Come on. Oh, okay, Come on. that's fair. Come on. Uh, no, I would rather be asleep on a plane than watch this. And I mean, I mean a, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I just, I mean, but the answer is no. I <laughs> knew this existed. And I knew Samantha was one. Because every now and then somebody in some other media would be like, you're such a Samantha. Like, that was a joke I was supposed to understand. (laughs) The end. Uh, And I think if I was one of them, I would be a Miranda. Because according to the Wikipedia, she's the most cynical and kind of, like, realistic. And I feel like that's where I'm at. Yes. I feel like... uh, And I got married at 25, so I'm definitely not a Samantha. No, but you might be a And I'm not a carefree... Harry? Mm-hmm. What was the Charlotte? What was Charlotte's trope? Charlotte's like, that. she's all about like, oh, I want to be a wife and a mother. And, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do follow a fair amount of rules. So I'm some combination of those two. Sure. She was always like, I always felt like she was a Disney princess kind of character. Well, back to Dan. Miranda. <laughs> Uh, like I said, the trick is you can't be any of them. They're not real. 
<laughs> you raise a good point. I have no rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, I make fun of it a lot, but like for its time, it was like a big deal show, and it was. Oh, really, I know it was. It huge. was fun to watch and like a good water cooler talk. Thing. Yeah, I want to be clear. Was a teenager who watched it when it was out. <laughs> I want to be clear. Giving myself a zero does not mean I dislike it. It means I literally don't know it well enough to know if I'd like it. I just I literally don't know it at all. Yeah. Damon. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to stoke myself at like a one. I'm sure I've seen like the better part of at least an episode or two. Um, I know enough to know like the trope of like what the character types are. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it, again, like it aired from 1998 to 2004 and I was not a demographic that should have been watching the show (laughs) at that time. Um, any adult that was giving me access to a, uh, an HBO right. subscription at that time. <laughs> Are you made, right? my mother. <laughs> made a horrible mistake. <laughs> my mom's yeah. going to be like, you watched it a lot later than you think you watched it, Liz. And I'll be like, probably. She may not. She may be lying to you, but she's going to say it anyway. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let um, me poke fun at Liz's mom. I don't have to live with her like you do. I mean, I like, I assume <laughs> I like your mom, but I'm just saying, let me take this hit, Damon. <laughs> don't piss off your mother-in-law. Love you, mom. <laughs> Um, what's this about your mother coming to live with us? <laughs> <laughs> um, and to answer the second question, I am a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I think we're all Mirandas. Let's call it a day. <laughs> okay. I mean, if they're the most self-actualized, don't you kind of have to be because they're the only one that's close to a real human? I'm super biased. I felt like she was, but she was like kind of an asshole to everyone. Oh, then I'm definitely a Because she was like the only real person caught in like a weird television. Because she looked at all her friends and waking nightmare. 60% people. It was weird because there was this one episode where she just stares directly into the camera and says, please help me. I've been trapped here for years. I died and woke up here and I keep having to talk to Sarah Jessica Parker. Every day I wake up and it's the same. All that to say, I do think it's a really, like, I, I always uh, rail against the idea of, like, gendered media. But, like, this is clearly meant to be a show for women, but I think more men should watch things that are meant for women to, like, uh, because, like, you know, women watch things that are, like, meant for men, in quotes, and can, like, port themselves into these characters. It's the same, like... Well, that's the one of the things that I dislike a ton about the movie industry is, but they make a lot more, because they... movies like that because they go well women will go to men movies with their men but men won't go to women movies it's like screw you man (laughs) a you don't know that and b like make better women movies and then like we'll go see the men movies because those are the only ones with stories i want to see yeah and i also go to see the women movies and they keep making lots and lots of money and hollywood keeps being like what a fluke never could have imagined (laughs) yeah everyone they're like well it's because that time was, you know, there wasn't a lot of other good movies out. And it's like, <laughs> right. that can't be you true every, every month ting, for every like the time. last year. They're like, people really liked Wonder Woman? What a fluke. They didn't like Batman vs. Superman? I don't get it. <laughs> 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 so, anywho, uh, Carrie has an apartment that there's no reason she should be able to afford. Cool. Let's talk about that. Deal. <laughs> Rent control. Rent control. So I, I looked up, it's mainly on the coast, like we talked about, and there is both rent control and rent stabilized, Ooh. which are apparently different, and that I did not know that. Sounds like it would be the same. Seems there pedantic. There are 2,700 rent controlled apartments in New York, Doesn't and seem 1 like million rent stabilized. Oh. Okay. For what it's worth. Okay. 
Rent Control is a pre-1947 uh, thing, and it sets a cap on rent. Whoa. Now, I it can still be low. raised, but it, it does set a cap. And okay. I think it depends on when it was built and a lot of other things. The problem with it is, is you have to have been living in your unit or you or the same family since 1971. Whoa. So basically, it's a bunch of either old people or people who pe- keep passing it down. To like family. As soon family. as you leave, like it goes away. It goes away. It's not like the number gets redistributed to like whatever's market value. For, well, but yes, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then it like it's no longer rent controlled. It will go up however oh, okay. everything else goes up. Right. Sure, but I, I'm just clarifying that like it's not like the system is in place any longer. Like there's like once the those occupants leave those rent controlled apartments. It could become rent stabilized, but it, okay. it can no longer be rent controlled. Okay. The way okay. I understand it. So rent control puts a cap on it. You know what? It's weird, but I feel like people I feel like it was mentioned in the show that she has a rent control department, but I don't know why that would be. You don't really hear much about her family. So I actually have all the possibilities of what her apartment could be. Okay. So we will go through them. Oh, okay. cool. Okay. And you know what? I am probably misremembering what she says her apartment is about or whether or not she's had family in this apartment. So if you think of... In fairness, this show's been off the air for 14 years. So, so. mom, if you remember... <laughs> <laughs> or anybody or else Or anybody else matter. who like really loves the show, uh, email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com and like, fill us in. What's her deal? Yeah. I'd like to know because then I could actually put a whether this was true or whether they just did the like writer's room wave a magic wand, like, say uh, rent, control rent control and not have to think about it again. Right. So rent stabilization uh, sets limits on the amount that rent can be raised. Okay. Which is kind of, we have that here kind of, right? I don't know. I Maybe don't. it's like a building by building basis, but I feel like there's a well, or like mean, a renter's rights. There's a cap on how much you can raise rent in a year. That may be the case. This one is like plugged and chained to something. So I think what oh. it is in New York is like there's a board that says how much rent can be raised every year that I think they play uh, plug basically to inflation. Okay. So like they could just that- say nobody in a rent stabilized apartment can raise rents this year. Okay. Uh, they rarely say that, but they might say like the most you can do it is one percent or two percent. So that is very different than what we have here, which I think there's just a local, there's like a municipal ordinance that you can't jump more than like ten percent in a year. Yeah. Which so like if you want to do a fifty percent raise, you'd have to do it over five years. This right. is a if you want to do a fifty percent raise, you do it as fast as the board lets you raise rents, which they oh. peg to like I said some specific. Which if it's things around with the inflation, area. you're looking at. Basically, you're not raising rates. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Okay. You're just keeping it stable to, you know, as wages go up, more or less. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it stays the same amount of affordable, because rent control, in theory, gets more affordable. Right. As inflation happens and wages go up, you it's getting more and more affordable because your income goes up relative to this amount. Rent stabilized basically means it stays the same amount of affordable. So even if the neighborhood gets much more expensive, you can't go up higher than the average cost of inflation slash, in theory, wages. That's good, because I imagine that's really hard to come by in New York. How in does theory. this get started? What? How do you get a rent-controlled apartment? 
Well, so, in the 40s. I was about to say, rent-controlled. <laughs> uh, it actually has to be built, I believe, before 1974. So it okay. has to be built between 1947 and 1974. Okay. And then you and your family have to have been there since 1971. You or your family since 1971. Now, is that just something that the government of New York chose that yeah. like I mean this is just as the laws have shaken out this is how it works basically okay. and how many did you how many apartments in New York are rent controlled 27,000 that doesn't seem like so many it is not many in a city of like eight nine million people right yeah yeah well and like that it's kind of interesting that it is even that high because of how long you have to stay in a place for it to right. stay that way well that's because people I'm sure, camp the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. I it, would. You never, ever, 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 ever lease. No. Ever. Yeah. There's a great movie called For a Good Time Call where uh, the one character who like lives in the apartment, it, it's rent controlled, but she's uh, living there like on her grandmother's will, but the rest of the homeowners association would prefer that she left. <laughs> And like they're like, okay, well, you still need to pay the rent, and then they start a phone sex line. It's a very funny movie. Hmm. Okay, it's about friendship, <laughs> <laughs> love, life, and everything in between. That's no, great. So to be rent stabilized, <laughs> it has to be, um, yeah. So it has that. Oh, sorry. So rent controlled has to be before 1974. Okay. Not in a specific range, just before 1974. Rent stabilized has to be from 47 to 74. And for all of these, there's a big sticking point around two things. How many units in the building and how much the rent is. So you ha if you have more than six units, you're mo it's easier to be rent stabilized, basically, uh, or rent controlled. But if you are charging more than twenty seven hundred for rent, it's basically impossible to maintain either of these statuses. Well, so there's like a fancy flowchart that I found that I will we can drop in the show notes. So basically, here's I mean I I don't want to just read a flowchart, but if it's <laughs> built before seventy four, and you've lived in it since seventy one, you are rent controlled. If you haven't lived in it since seventy one. If you have less than six units, you're deregulated. If you have more than six units and your rent is less than $2,700, your rent stabilized. If you have more than six units and your rent is more than $2,700, you're back to deregulated. So there's a lot of things here, but basically, yeah. if you can't be, if it wasn't built before 74, you're basically deregulated. Mm -hmm. If it was built before 74, and you have lived in it from till before from 71 it can be rent controlled in any other scenario if it's less than 6 units it's deregulated it has to be more than 6 units basically to be stabilized is that just so that the like the building can afford to exist in new york i'm guessing but i don't know okay um but then so if you are more than 6 units the only way you can be rent stabilized is if you're charging less than 2700 well which it's probably a pretty affordable rent in a very affordable rent New York, right? Yeah. So, yeah, basically, she has three options. She could be rent controlled, 
which seems kind of impossible because it'd have to be pre-74 and she or her family would have had to have been living there since 71. But maybe. Maybe she has family like who lived in it before or, her yeah. or something. <clears throat> I was going to say, I imagine, and not that your research could have turned this up, but I imagine there's limitations on like what constitutes family in that situation. Yes, although I'm sure direct line probably works. Okay. I'm sure like grandmother yeah. to granddaughter would be fine or yeah. grandparent to granddaughter. I could be wrong, but almost always when they talk about family, direct descendants work. Yeah, okay. it's not like you're jumping in on like a great aunt's like. Yeah, if it was thing. like a third cousin, two generations removed, I'm sure that might have some issue. But generally, direct lines work. Okay. Okay. If the unit was built from between 47 and 74, it has more than six units. I don't have any idea what sort of building she lived in. It's a high rise. Okay, so then it would have more than six units, and the rent is less than twenty seven hundred. It could be stabilized. Okay. So that might be what we're looking at. Sure. Okay. I or <laughs> so or if the unit was yeah so the same same idea, um, it's all the same basically. It has to be before seventy four. Uh-huh. Six plus units, rent of less than twenty seven hundred. Okay. That's basically how you get to stabilized. Rent controlled, the only way it works is if it was built pre-74 and their family been living in it since 71. So so no matter what, her rent has to be less than 2700 Okay. Basically, unless it's rent controlled, which seems unlikely. Unlikely. Does this make it affordable in the real life world for a freelance newspaper writer to afford an apartment on her own? <laughs> Magazine writer who writes... A weekly article for a magazine. Uh, the it's New York newspaper. Star? It's a newspaper? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't do that math oh. um, because I don't, yeah, I don't know, uh, frankly. Uh, let's, because the other thing is, if it's less than 2,700, it could be 1,000 for all I know. Sure. Right? Like, who knows what it was? Yeah. I would it, say, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, if it is controlled, like, it is just whatever the rent was when it entered that status, right? Am I, I understanding that correctly? I think there's some amount of rent increases that can happen, but they're very marginal. Okay. Okay. Well, um, speaking as a freelance writer, uh, fiction, you are often paid six cents a word. Um, and I think a typical newspaper column is like 500 words. So six cents a word. I'm pulling, I'm pulling the yeah. first number. It's fiction. So I'm not sure if it, is the so same that'd be $30 a... an article. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which would get her to $120 a month, so no. I mean, she she's a feature it. writer, so she's probably like paid a bit better than that. Um, so here's what I will say. I'm sure New York, like Chicago, but even more so New York, is this, this ratio gets all screwed up because rents are so high and you know what have you. But in general... Rough rule of thumb, 30% of your gross income on housing, right? Mm-hmm. Give yeah. or take. It's not a great rule. And again, it doesn't always apply well for cities. And there's a lot of other pieces, but let's say that in general. Sure. So she, if she's paying 2700 the max it could be and still rent stabilized, she'd need to be making nine grand a month. Nine grand a month? Yep. Which would be gross $108,000 a year. Fudge. Dang. I'm going to say. So <laughs> she's making $108,000 a year as a once a week columnist. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, good like, for her. She's like a, she's like a lifestyle brand before lifestyle brands were a thing. Mm. So like maybe she makes more money as like a. I just met a financial blogger. I did some like 
work with who made her company made three million this year. So her as a speaker and she's writing a book and all sorts of other things. So maybe who maybe, knows? Maybe, but, but she like writes for a newspaper primarily, and that like wasn't doing so hot even when this show was around. I'm just telling you, if she's sticking to that ratio and they're at the max, right? Again, she right. could it could it cost could her a thousand dollars a month and then she'd have to make three grand and then she's in the, you know, whatever, thirty sure. six hundred range, if I'm doing my math right. So Sort of um, sounds like she'd need a side hustle or two. Yes, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, so I don't know. I, well, that's, that's a good question people, I didn't do enough math into, but who knows? Well, I feel like that's the kind of thing that, like, like people were, like, have been really wondering is, and I feel like it's this, like, this wondering of, like, she can't afford it, can she? And I'm like, no, she super can't. No. Like, <laughs> it seems unlikely. It seems unlikely. If it's at the high end of rent stabilized. Now, again, maybe she inherited it from a grandmother and it's rent controlled sure. and then I anybody's game. But... Also say she has a penchant for buying designer clothing and designer shoes. She has a very large collection uh, she may have a sugar daddy from a good portion of the show, Mr. Big, that she eventually gets married to That's in the movie. That's a gross name. For it's a- her like pseudonym for him so she can write about him in her column. That's not his real name. It's not what I would pick as a pseudonym for someone I was sleeping with. I feel like... Or maybe I would, I it guess. It says what for- it says, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or... Or... There's another option. Go on. Massive credit card debt. Or massive credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> which would probably put a real bummer on the whole like you know lifestyle like diva personality that she's you know trying to present for herself who's like oh i also have like crippling credit card debt that i'm constantly running away from <laughs> like i mean she has there's this whole bit i'm like vaguely vaguely remembering this where like her old computer dies and she doesn't want to replace it. And in the show, they talk about it like she doesn't want to replace it because she doesn't want to learn a new computer. And then someone buys her a new computer for her, and she's, like, hesitant about it. And I wonder if, like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, like, she can't buy a new computer because she's racked up so much debt. What else are we doing here? <laughs> you said, I don't want to read too much into it. <laughs> literally the point of this show. Okay, you got a good point. Is to read way too, That was a good point, babe. And I was like, yeah, we shouldn't what assume. What else are we doing? And then I was like, wait, no, that's all we do is make assumptions. Well, I feel like it's a lot like it's a lot like the How I Met Your Mother episode where yeah. like it's sort of invisible and it never gets talked about in this show because like they don't really talk about what it costs to do these things except to like, I mean, and this is my teenage brain remembering it. So if, if you listeners out there remember something different, please let us know. Also, send us rent control facts. Please. Um, but I feel like they never talk about money. She just can live this life in the way that I think like early aughts people can just like live in these huge apartments, like friends and things like that. Well, yeah, because uh, screenwriters didn't understand the dot com bubble yet. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, We still have all this nineties money and we gotta do something with that. So oh, I will I also say she... I'm doing this all in today's money, so I have no idea what rents were like. I mean it's New York, it's been yeah. expensive forever, but like who knows? Maybe that was a different style neighborhood at the time. I don't know. I a mean, lot can change in eight fourteen years. Fourteen years. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough time, sex in the city. You're done. Put it away. Let someone <laughs> Shut else have it a down. chance. <laughs> Get out of the bathroom. Why are you in the bathroom all day and night? Get out of there. Give someone else a chance. Um, but I think, uh, uh, I also think you make a good point, Damon, that like the dot-com bubble might have been kind of a thing because I believe that her column was also on the website. Of, like she had a website or 
it was on the newspaper's website, but it was like hosted online. And internet companies are worth an unlimited amount of money as long as they're on the internet. As long as they're yeah. on the internet. Um, but I think like it, we're definitely getting a little meta on it about like oh, super how meta. the like how this all shook out <laughs> yeah. from a writing it's, perspective. It's not a thing that the show was interested in talking. about. I was about to say, here's what I'll tell you what really happened. Let's put her in a fun location that has great like areas we can film and like makes people live this exciting life with them. Yeah, downtown Manhattan. Well, how do we say she can afford it? Let's say rent control. (laughs) Cool. We never have to discuss it again. Let's forget about this conversation. Also, the dot-com bubble burst in 01, so... Somewhere in the middle of the show. I was about to say, somewhere in the middle of the show, did she have to go live on the streets? Yes. She was homeless for the second half of the series, and it was all a fever dream. That's why Miranda keeps looking at the screen going, please, please release me. Get me out of here. This is an internal hell I cannot escape. My 401k has crashed. Help me. I thought I was a good person in life. Uh, I feel... This is the internet version of, like... Jacob Marley's chains. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have to keep appearing in Sex in the City until I work off my debt. Miranda's trapped in Sex in the City forever. <laughs> uh, Cynthia Nixon is running for governor of New York. Governor of New York? Mayor of New York City, I think, right now. She is played Miranda. Miranda. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. It gubernatorial candidate. Oh, gubernatorial. Yes, thank Doesn't you. Doesn't that word always sound like you're making fun of the people running for governor? <laughs> you gubernatorial. <laughs> oh, I like her better with this short haircut. Yeah, she cool. She had a short haircut for most of the show. She, oh. I don't well, think she, she has ever like had long a hair. long, not long, but like she has it down to her the shoulders. The two pictures Dan has seen of this person have drastically yes. different haircuts. Oh, weird. So in, in the, the show, Sex in the City when she has it about to her shoulders, and in this. Governor one, she has like a pixie cut. Yeah, she's usually, I think in the later half of the show, latter half of the show, she has got more of a pixie cut more of the time. Also, I always liked the guy she wound up with the most, Steve. Steve's great. I think she winds up with Steve. Is he also a Ravenclaw? If Steve were anything, he'd be a Hufflepuff. Uh, (laughs) Steve is like the antithesis of Miranda, and it's great. She winds up with Steve. Yay, Steve's great. Although, apparently, they, they each the leave movie. people for them. Yes. That doesn't seem... That seems kind of shitty. Look, all the way around, it's about people acting on their impulses and, like, justifying things to themselves for, like, why they can be terrible people to each other, which is just sitcoms is, in general. And also kind of real life. And kind of real life. We're just all floating on through, trying not to be horrible to each other and making excuses when we are. This is a really hard show to talk about in 2018, I gotta say. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, things are grim. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so uh, who's having fun listening to our podcast about the grim, dark times in which we I live? I have a feeling that the people who asked us about Sex and the City were not expecting that dark turn. <laughs> well, no. then they had never listened to an episode of our podcast. We'll find a way to make it dark. Things get really dark. We cry That's a, a little Dan bit. That's a promise. <laughs> we laugh our way through. Well, if we want to finish up being dark, um, I do have one more thing about it. Yeah. So this happens in a lot of... TV shows that they talk about rent control where a building goes co-op. I oh. don't know if they do this in Sex and the City. Uh, they don't talk about it enough to... Okay, fair enough. People yeah. just kind of live places. <laughs> this is my wand, and this is me making all the money in the show disappear. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So oftentimes this is a thing, because this is a real thing that happens where a building goes co-op, 
so technically, when a building goes co-op, so that's called it's a cooperative, is mm-hmm. what it yeah. means, where it goes from renters to buyers. And the origin of co-ops are, from what I understand, kind of shitty. Where instead of being a condominium Cults? association, no racism. Oh. oh, that's why I said it was going to be dark. What did you say? Cults. <laughs> oh no. So at a condominium condominium association, right? You own a condo. You own a share of the building. In a co-op, it's like a corporation. You own a share of the corporation, but you don't own your specific apartment. You just own a share of the building. And I'm pretty sure what I understand is the reasons co-ops exist is to get around housing discrimination laws. Uh, because it's not we're not preventing you from living in a place. We're preventing you from, from owning a portion of a company. Owning a portion of a company, which we're selling a small business. It's our oh, right to sell it to whoever we want. That's so, so shitty. Yeah, the world's the worst. Hey, white people, cut it out. Well, luckily, that... I don't think happens as much. I mean, there's still shitty things that are happening, but specifically, I <laughs> this think one thing? this particular brand <laughs> of shitty, brand of shitty has gone think, out of vogue. Yes, I think <laughs> housing laws got rewritten that co-ops can't do that shit. Okay, because they are fundamentally housing. They're still and people housing. Were like, mm-hmm. Cut it out with your "we're a small business" bullshit. Yeah, because even um, like we're a small business that makes no money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're I mean, a housing just business sits here yeah. and keeps pace with infa- inflation. Well, now in fact, co-ops are kind of. Sh- terrible because they you have they generally have much higher homeowners association fees which means they lower the price oftentimes so you pay a very high homeowners association but a lower mortgage which means you don't build as much equity you just waste a lot of money on homeowners associations so ha coming back around now that might be different (laughs) in new york uh it's that way in chicago because we don't have a ton of co-ops they may be better run in new york i'm not sure but anyway Technically, if you're rent stabilized or rent controlled, you can continue to rent in that building. Um, but for every person who's renting, they don't have to pay the co-op fees, right, for the common insurance and things like that. And so it's very unprofitable if you continue to have renters. That's why this movie, for a, for good, a good time, time call, call, they were really pissed at her because the rest of them all owned the building. Right. And so that's why they try to drive out renters when a building goes co-op by doing all sorts of things like, hey, you can't have pets anymore, and hey, you can't do that. And they just put a bunch of like restrictive, terrible rules in place, either hoping that they're so restrictive you will choose to leave, because then your apartment, again, what we talked about, if you leave, your apartment loses the rents controlled, and they can can sell sell it, it. and that person starts paying fees, or that you break enough rules, either because you didn't know them or because they're overly restrictive, that they can then have a justified reason to give you the boot. So I don't know if they do that in Sex and the City, but there's other shows (laughs) (laughs) I can think about that have been like, oh, what am I going to do? My building's going co-op. I'm trying to remember like a specific example, but... She moves by choice um, once. In 30 Rock. Yes. Tina Fey, her building goes co-op, and then she has to decide whether she's going to buy or not and all that sort of stuff. So like that's what they're talking about, because that's also set in New York, where even again, even if you're just renting and it's not rent-controlled, when your building goes co-op, they're going to ownership and they really want to incentivize people to either get out for new owners or to buy your apartment and but be they a part don't of the want group. renters. That's yeah. the worst case scenario oh. for them. That's shit. Because you have the same pie of expenses split fewer ways. So everyone has a bigger yeah, a pie of the... piece of having to pay common expenses. Hmm. 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 What a shitty thing we do to people. Seriously. Just yeah. look at their homes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we made it dark. We, we made, made it dark. dark. <laughs> Feed and clothe people and provide them shelter. <laughs> it's just everyone needs those things. Let's take care of that. Thanks. 
America and the rest of the world. Um, I did just think she does move at one point. And then in the movie, she and Mr. Big are going to move into an apartment that has an enormous walk-in closet that like, you know. For all the things that got her into crippling debt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Women be shopping. (laughs) I didn't say that one. I want to be clear. That's on me. I learned my first lesson. (laughs) Uh, I can say that. I am one. Um, That you. That me. Man, affording things is dark, 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 dark. (laughs) Being a person in a city. That or best case scenario. She got it from her grandmother who was paying like $150 in rent. She can afford to write a $30 $30 article four times a month. (laughs) To cover all of her expenses. If she doesn't eat. Do some like Postmates on the side. Right. She like works for a, a like lifestyle blog or something to get free samples of things maybe they didn't know what the word blog was yeah they knew blog blog was new she talks about getting a blog but was it monetized who knows i don't know rob lives in new york and he like had a side job for a while just like as a delivery guy and he loved it he's like i'd just sit on the train and go to new neighborhoods and explore so maybe she does that she definitely does not (laughs) (laughs) well i will say zero for sure she would point Zero. If she had to at all, it would be for one episode and it would wind up with her covered in mud and so upset because she had ruined her Manolo Blahniks and uh What about Manolo Wafers? Sh- those are shoes. Those are shoes. shoes. Delicious. I knew it was either shoes or, or like or a like uh It's plural, like, so it'd have to be pants, right? No, not necessarily. <laughs> um I thought it was like some sort of like um uh, what do you call it when you opt in? Culottes. No, like a <laughs> an optional like uh, surgery that you do to your butt. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she oh, ruined her butt on that. Heard it. <laughs> she ruined her butt implants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to decide that we have run this race as far as it can go. Yeah, this is this is a podcast that's hosted by two dudes and one lady, so you and get what you get. we're all dumb. <laughs> uh, send us in, send us in your thoughts on this one, guys. I'm really interested to hear. Uh, Make believe money podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you know about butt implants. That butt are implants, by mud. <laughs> Manolo Blahniks, rent control, mostly butt implants, I think. Thank you for joining us on Make Believe Money. Uh, as always, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. <laughs> Thanks to our composer, Charlie Miller, for her music. Check her out on charliemiller.com. Uh, please rate us and review us on your podcatcher of choice, but especially Apple Podcasts. Tell a whole bunch of people who don't know us about this podcast. And then catch us next time for our next thrilling episode of Make Believe Money. I need to get a sponsor so I can get butt implants. (laughs) You do not need butt implants.